Hey everyone, welcome back to Cocktails and Comics. It is I, Andy, and of course I am here with my best friend, my co-host, Alec. Alec, how are you doing today, bud? I am fine, man. No? You know, I'd like to say I'm recovering from the new year, but probably one of the more relaxing new years I've had. I mean, even though you guys were up till four in the morning, but yeah. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even recall. I don't even recall. I brought it up to Steve. I was like, "Man, I can't believe like Ethan texted me at like quarter to four and said he was like home okay. Like, what the hell did he do afterwards?" And then he's like, "Nothing." <laughs> he left at three in the morning. I was like, "Oh, so what does that make us yeah. jackasses?" <laughs> yeah, but no, felt good. Did the whole two rivers thing where Steve and I just had our living room date and. Basically, I grabbed a blanket, he grabbed a couch, and we movied it. Yeah. So, yeah. I couldn't couldn't complain. <laughs> I couldn't and, complain. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the next day, uh, we laid in bed, Amanda and I, and watched Wife Swap most of the day. So, just goofed around. It was perfect. I cannot do that show, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. It's so much fun. Uh, but other than that, um, we're working on being smoke-free. So, we quit cigarette smoking mm-hmm. and uh we're pushing through because the world's pushing back real hard <laughs> <laughs> jesus is testing me right now. yeah no, i mean we decided to quit smoking and uh as soon as the weekend was over you know cowabunga it is yeah from the rest of them yeah so just clenching my jaw and yeah i hear you snapping I mean, people kind <laughs> of bad yeah I it hasn't been too bad, and I've already I'm already a beer in, and I don't feel terrible. Well, so. because of the weather too, I only smoke at home. So yeah. I go outside. So when it's zero degrees out, yeah. one, you know, yeah. it's not ideal. Even though I, I have a little like doobie den area to go in, but uh, it's still fucking zero degrees in there. Still a hike, and still putting snow shoes on, an extra pair of pants, and a hoodie, and a jacket, and gloves, yeah. just to go outside for maybe five minutes. Right. You know, so it's it's an easy cut down, and I'm sorry, just an easy stoppage yeah. because I kind of already cut myself down, as mm. you would know. Yeah, you just don't smoke at home. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to not do it altogether. Really, the drives to and from work. Are the ones the humps I had to get over? Yeah, or the drive home from a scene, right? But otherwise, I don't know. It's I've done it before. Yeah, it's just these first like three to four days. It's yeah. the toughest. Yeah. so we can do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, then we got dry February coming up, so it's just gonna be like sodas, and you know, it's gonna be like yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> get just giving everything up. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, like you guys, so. you guys got real good. <laughs> we did, we did. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it back. We don't smoke. <laughs> we don't drink. I tuck my shirts in now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I talk about bowling a lot. I don't know. It's just terrible. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been there. Yeah, no, agreed. True facts. <laughs> yeah, in that way. I mean, we did play dominoes on New Year's. So <laughs> a very, it was very nice and relaxing. Yeah. And then the gay train came in. Yep. And they were on fucking level ten, and yep. I was like, "Abby, you're in." Right. So, <laughs> a little catching up we had to do, yeah. but uh, we all got there. I think. Yeah, it was a good time. Yes, good. It was a good time. Good. Well, moving into what we are talking about today. So we saw Spider-Man about two weeks ago, I think it was. Yep. Um, so we're a little running late on this just because of time conflicts and everything. But um, we saw it. Your first reaction, sir. Do I even have one? I mean, <laughs> how do I, I don't know, how do I put it into words? I really can't because anybody that knew I was going to see it first off asked me like the next day. Yeah. How was the movie? And I just kind of shook my head and looked to the ground and I was like, fucking it's yes. That's all yeah. I really could say. Cause it, 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 I had expectations going in. Normally I don't. Mm-hmm. Cause that way can be disappointed. Right. I had expectations going in, which are pretty damn high. Yeah. Which is a dangerous move. And I left with my expectations like blown through the roof. I, uh, I Right there. Fully that agree. stutter is fully what agree. people got out of me. Yeah. How about you? First reactions? I fully agree. I mean, it was one of the most ambitious crossovers and in the top three of my favorite Mar- Marvel movies. Um, I thought it was perfectly executed. I thought the storyline kept you intrigued the whole time. 
there was never any dull moments throughout it. Uh, and nothing felt rushed or too as you long. Said, as you said, you you were the one that brought this up. The pacing of the movie was perfect. was phenomenal. It was perfect. It was phenomenal. Anytime you had a down thing, it was fine. And then it brought it up to a holy shit. Yeah. And then after that, they still didn't kind of stop. Where even in the down point, uh, down times, you got a lot of information or a lot of just uh, basic story that you needed. And right. They fit it all together uh, seamlessly. Yeah, I I fully agree. So I mean. I enjoyed that it opened up directly after the second movie. Basically, Peter Parker getting out at a Spider-Man. Um, and him swinging around with MJ. Uh, basically trying to get away from everybody. Uh, and then him basically just being outed and having to tell like Aunt May and Happy and, and everybody to go through that. I mean, I felt the emotion through Tom Holland. Because I think Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man we've had. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Toby. Toby is always going to be my Spider-Man. Mm. Um, but I think Peter, or I think, um, Tom Holland just fits the look. He fits the attitude. Um, he's got the voice. He's got, he's the, got yeah, the little voice. He just has everything that goes towards what you think of Spider-Man. He has that boyish look. I mean, Toby. Boyish charm. Right. Toby was at a time where. We casted 30-year-olds to play high school students. Uh, Andrew, just not my favorite, you know, Andrew Garfield. Not because of him, I think more of storylines. I think more or less the second movie for Andrew Garfield really gives them the wrong rub on his movies because of the fact that Electro, you know, Jamie Foxx, great, but like yeah. Blue Electro, and it just, a lot of people hung yeah. their hats on that, that it's Blue Electro, he wide, he looks terrible. I mean, and Paul Giamatti as Rhino's Rhino. Rhino, for like 30 seconds at the end of the movie, you know, yeah. that kind of looked like it was going to be a bigger part, and that you have to wait two hours just to see him for five minutes-ish. Right. Yeah. Um, who else was in there? It's Electro and Rhino, I thought, right? I could have sworn there was one more, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but... Um, I think because of that, those negatives right there yeah. alone for Andrew Garfield completely swept away from what we should have been paying attention to, which is his story. Right. The Gwen Stacy side. The Gwen Stacy fucking story is so, so prominent mm. in the Peter Parker story, in yeah. the Spider-Man story, and that still was overlooked because the villains weren't done right, those stories weren't done correctly, <clears throat> and they more or less made it a visual effects movie than yeah. a story-driven movie. Yeah. So it's... I'm not taking away, because I love him as Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I love him as Peter Parker. I would never take away from him in that role based alone on those couple things that, again, people hang their hats on. Yeah. He didn't have a fair chance after that first movie. Yeah. The first one, pretty cool. Not going to lie. Him against a lizard, that was such a dope fucking fight. Dope yeah. story. Dr. Connors, I mean, that's... One of his idols, that's one of his mentors, and then they just, they jumped the shark on that next yeah. one. They really wanted to go full blownsies for the CGI, and it, it ruined everything. Right. And it's kind and, of... And, and again, because of that, he never got his third movie, his third installment, which yeah. most most uh, movies nowadays in the superhero genre get at least three. Yeah. We never got to tie his story up. We never got to see where he went how he uh, uh, carried on after Gwen and yeah. whatever else. We just never got to see it, mm. which was an unfair advantage to him, and, and he deserves something. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll touch on that later, but, uh, you know, I, I put him up there. Yeah, I, again, I just, um, I think you know me as, like, as someone can be great in a movie, but if the storyline isn't there... I'm sorry, you just kind of end up with the... Well, because as you get older, you're there for the story. Yeah. You're not right. there just like, oh my god, it's Wolverine and Cyclops. But, but I mean, I even before, back... even thinking about it, I mean, watching Spider-Man 3, <laughs> like, the movie's not good. It's, Toby's, again, my Spider-Man, but that movie's terrible. Because the actors you got to, well, okay, you had um, fucking Eric from That 70s Show play Venom, which was a terrible choice. And then you had Bully Maguire, which was fucking awful. Mm -hmm. It was the worst. Having him do that whole dance scene through time, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. It was just poor writing. And if you're written as something that's poor writing, I mean, it's like you suffer because of it. 
Um, I think as Plus you the said, are overload. I mean, you're going to introduce Venom. Then why do we still have one or two other people involved right. in this? Like Venom's kind of a big deal in the Spider-Man right. world. Sam Raimi, you know, you did well, but again, when you rushed everything right. into something, which we don't know, maybe he was on a time frame. Maybe this was the third and last, and he wanted to get his everything right. in. But this is something you got to kind of hold with, with uh, you know, handle it like an egg. Oh yeah, this is right. But I'm after real. seeing, again, after this movie, um, I I believe Andrew probably, I have more respect for Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Still don't like the storylines of one and two, but I respect Andrew for being the Spider-Man that he was. Um, so I think he did a good job in that. But going back to Tom Holland, uh, so I mean, when everybody's finding out and basically him, his whole life getting screwed, I enjoyed the storyline of like, MJ feeling the effects of it, Ned feeling the effects of it, uh, Aunt May happy, everybody that's close to him because I feel like, again, that's relatable. Like you went through something terrible in your life and it affected other people. Um, so I thought that was a simple concept to grab onto. It's kind of like wearing the uh, the Scarlet Letter on your mm-hmm. chest. Oh, definitely. Because yeah, they show them going into school and stuff and there's everybody with signs that are good, signs that are bad, people right. flashing cameras, they're booing him they're cheering him you just got dead stares from everybody in the hallway i mean and you're just 17 you're just trying to go to school right and i mean so i thought they played that very well and basically him trying to fight for that right of like other people shouldn't suffer for you know what what has happened um but then we got one of the coolest cameos that i enjoyed fully because you and i both watched this show and it was the coolest fucking thing ever it was one of the best shot shows on netflix and he's the perfect actor to play this, mm-hmm. which was Charlie Cox. Within fucking the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Was Charlie Cox's Daredevil as Matt Murdock. And I thought it was superb. Superb. It was, it was perfect in everything it needed to be. Yes. They didn't give us too much. They never allured at all to who or what he was. Right. It's Matt Murdock, attorney at law. Only part was just the brick coming through the window and him catching it. And it was that slight nod to be like, he fucking knows. He, he's, he's the guy. He literally heard that coming a fucking mile right. away. And he's the fucking guy. So How did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> so to have Daredevil, and the Daredevil we love, which again opens the door to Kingpin, which we got in Hawkeye, um, but to John Bardenthal's Punisher possibly, Jessica Jones, um, Iron Fist, which wasn't a great show. Uh, Luke Cage. I mean, so could these other actors come back into RMCU? Maybe I would like to see that because I think every character did a good job. Um, I didn't care for Iron Fist, but I liked him in The Defenders. Like, I thought he did a good job in that. So so if we get all those characters back, that would be fucking rad with the same actors because you can already relate to that. You can already see it. Plus, whatever chips... You've already won from at least Daredevil. You're going to want to bet those chips mm. instead of betting Jones, Fist, or Cage. Yeah. You're not going to bet those chips because, unfortunately, Jessica Jones were the next biggest chip winnings that you got. Yeah. But I feel like without supporting characters, Jessica Jones can't hold water on her own. Yeah. And I mean that no disrespect because right. I fucking love that show mm. so much. Yeah. But Daredevil's the one where you go all in. Right. Oh, you only cared about two characters, and that was Wilson Fisk and Charlie Cox. Yes. Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox. Yes. They made that show so fucking incredible. That's why people were like, there's only two people that can play those characters, or one person that can play those characters, Mm -hmm. which is Charlie Cox's Daredevil because he does it phenomenally. And then Vincent D'Onofrio is a psychopath in real life, so he was perfect to play Wilson Fisk because he's so weird. He just has that... Aurora about him, you know, aura about him. So to well, see criminal both of those, intent didn't help any when he's right. Oh yeah, weirdo. he's weirdo. He's, he's a, a fucking he's weirdo. A fucking weirdo. He's but like he's, he's like he's like borderline spectrum in that show. Yeah, but he's phenomenal. But he's and phenomenal. that's how he is in real life. He's just weird. And for him to bring that to Kingpin, who is a not trusting weird guy, sociopath, sociopath, it was. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I still have the dreams of him crushing that guy's head. In the Cadillac In door. the Cadillac door. Until it was the, until the door closed. <laughs> right. It was incredible. I mean, I think I was eating during that scene, and I kind of just 
let it all hang open because yeah. brains and chunks and stuff. You were like, I didn't expect this. Not out of Marvel. And I was like, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible It actually show. got my skin crawling a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yes. So it's very cool to see both of those characters back. But as you said, not too much, not too little. It was perfect. Just to say, hey, now our, guess who's here? Right. Exactly. No need to worry. He's in good hands. Hell's Kitchen is a coming. Hell's Kitchen yeah. is a fucking coming. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool to see that. But again, all leading towards the main point we're trying to get in the story, which was Peter wants people to forget that he is Spider-Man. And who's going to do that? Doctor Strange, obviously. So it was fun to see. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I didn't... I never really had any opinion of him in anything else. Like, I thought he was good as Khan in Star Trek. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah, played yeah. Doctor Who, everything. Like, But it was just nothing I really I've honestly, knew about the guy. Honestly, uh, I've known his face. Right. And I knew the name. Right. Because... It's funny to just fuck with his name. Yeah. But, uh... Benedict come on our back. Yeah. Benevolent cucumber patch. I said what I said. Um, yeah, I just... Honestly, Doctor Strange is my main experience with him mm-hmm. as an actor. I've never, oh, yeah. I haven't really touched on films or shows or anything. Yeah. Just, but you know who he is. Yeah. And especially since he went through that tragic fucking hostage situation years ago mm-hmm. where he was actually taken mm-hmm. by people as a real-life situation. Right. Um, crazy to think that. Yeah. You know, uh, but obviously the guy's on top of the world. Now you're fucking Dr. Stephen Strange. Right. So I'm uh, seeing him in his first movie and his first go at it. I'm like, okay, this guy can hold some water here. Yeah. And him and Peter, which I think we've known, grown to know is Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And most of these characters, any sort of interaction or relationship that he holds mm. with these main guys is like second to none. Yeah. Like him and Tony. Yeah. We don't even have to go yeah. there. But him and Stephen Strange, mm. you know, it's just like he's a thorn in Doctor Strange's side. Yeah. But it's a thorn that he'll never pull out because he enjoys it. Yeah. He enjoys it. And, <laughs> and we got to see that. Yeah. It firsthand when they meet. Yeah. He just, get fine yeah. type attitude. Absolutely. Um, another part I liked about this was finding out that Wong is now uh, Sorcerer Supreme. Because of a technicality, because Strange dusted for five years. So I thought that was hilarious to put that in there. I think it's going to play a big part, obviously. Well, making known now that Doctor Strange is, as we know, number three on the list. Basically. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Doctor Strange. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it was a very, it's a very funny moment, but also something that's going to come back around. Um, Obviously, at the end, we'll find out why. Um, so again, we see the part where we saw in the trailers, him making the spell, uh, basically Peter fucking it up <laughs> five, times. five times. Uh, but there were six rings and I know the theory out there is that strange, uh, didn't want to forget that he was Spider-Man. See, I didn't see the sixth ring and I never actually went back to look anything up because yeah. I'm, you know, the rings were there, but the pentagonal Mm. shape that it was kept in still only had the five sides but i didn't see the six rings yeah unless they were flying around the room and that's when i missed them but, yeah um that that does make a whole lot of sense because like he's gonna need somebody to right. vouch for him right so and i think strange just as everybody has a soft spot for peter parker right right he's but, the he, kid. but also strange is gonna be his ticket in oh yeah definitely in the future yeah oh for sure like somebody knows him yeah so, um, obviously, spell goes wrong. Um, I enjoyed the intro uh, directly to um, Osborne. I mean, seeing Doc Ock, and again, we saw it in the trailers, but to see it live in the theater was mind-blowing. Because I'm watching the guy from the greatest Spider-Man film, to date, come out of the ground or come out from under a bridge and just give you that line of, hello, Peter, and just fuck shit up, It looks phenomenal. Looks phenomenal. I mean, they de-aged the fuck out of him, but he looked great. Oh, they did, yeah. Super yeah. effects. He looked younger than the original yeah. movie he was in. <laughs> right, right, he did. 
But, I mean, it was, again, Alfred Molina is fantastic. And he played a fantastic Doc Ock back in, oh, whatever. And he did a fucking phenomenal job in this movie. Oh, yeah. He definitely stepped up into his MCU big boy pants. Yeah. Per se. Yeah. I 100% believe that. And I thought it was an excellent job. Um, I loved how Nanotech was able to work with his claws and then Peter was able to kind of control him at that point. Which wasn't that also a slight nod even to Osborne's original lab thing where he was working with Nanotech basically in the first movies anyway. Yep. So Nanotech was already a thing in that world. It's not from Tony Stark. It was from Norman Osborne. Mm -hmm. So he was familiar with the Nanotech, which is why... I mean, we're all sitting in the theater going, oh, my God. And Octavius is kind of looking at it like, oh, nanotech. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, they mentioned that forgot. in 04. You're yeah. fucking there. Yeah. You were there. <laughs> my bad. I feel like I just learned nanotech from Iron Man fucking three or whatever. Right. Like, no, no, I'm got to do my research. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I loved all that. I loved the glimpse we got at Green Goblin for a quick second. Um, I love the introduction to Electro and Sandman, um, where Sandman, again, was not really a villain. It was just a guy who wanted to see his daughter again. Uh, So for him to protect Peter and then realize, you're not my Peter, and then to become, like, uh, weary of this Peter Parker. Right, because all he sees is these... Excuse me, like most of them do, they see the Spider-Man outfit and they're like, you're fucking Peter Parker. Right. And he's like, yeah, I am. And yeah. he's like, cool, get behind my wall of sand. Mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it's happening. They're right. friends now. <laughs> and then he, of course, unmasks and he's like, who the fuck are you? Right. I don't trust it. Well, Suspicious immediately. <laughs> so, but I did love when Peter got everybody together, basically, uh, in their cells at that point. And I just enjoyed the stories that each one had to tell. I mean, of uh, Norman pretending to be crazy, basically. Um, You know, Doc Ock just being like, that guy's fucking dead. How is this all happening? Uh, Electro not paying attention to how his character is now normal Jamie Foxx and not blue. Well, it's also crazy (laughs) when he's like, no, that guy's fucking dead. And they're like, but didn't you die? He's like, no, I had my... My fucking arm around his throat, and then I... Yeah. Oh. And everybody has this, you know, even Otto was like, nah, he died, but I fucking reign supreme. Like, right. But now, we're, now we're all coming to, no, man, I had, yeah. I was about to overlook... Shit, I was about to die. Right. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is really... <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, I love that whole thing. And, again, Peter being the guy that goes, I don't want anyone to die. Um, and I mean, that's when we got the cool chase scene between Strange and Peter. I thought the effects on that was phenomenal. I'm so glad they watered it down in the trailer because oh, yeah. they held so much back for us. Where you, we sat in a theater, I mean, I could have had that scene twice over back oh, yeah. to back and been just as happy. I don't know. Because it was, it was just, uh, when he goes into the mirror dimension... Mm. I still regret. I still regret to this day not seeing uh, Doctor Strange in the theater in 3D mm. because for that movie they said they pushed the 3D filming technology to its maximum limit that I they could, that. and that's what they put in the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, when you first see all the buildings curling up and they're, you know, this world is turned upside down and it's whatever. Like that's what I really, really. Really, really regret not seeing is yeah. that movie in theaters, and it brought me right back to where we got this fight scene between them was a phenomenal, mm. uh, and b like just to see that in some sort of IMAX 3D uh, setting, I I'd probably vomit, but yeah, <laughs> it would be worth it. Yeah, no, I fully agree, and I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I love that Peter won because of basic uh, geometry or whatever he yes. did. Um, so I thought that was fantastic, but I enjoyed the, the moment where it was like, all right, I'm going to help everybody. And then obviously that moment's going to come to a backfire moment. Um, because it was going way too good. Oh yeah. It was hundred percent going way too good. And of course, Goblin being the one that fires everybody up and Willem Dafoe is one of the most superb actors 
that's ever lived. He doesn't have a face for the screen. Oh, yeah. But he has everything else for it. I mean, he's like a Steve Buscemi. Mm -hmm. They don't have the greatest face, the greatest teeth. I think Willem Dafoe is what Steve Buscemi wishes he looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Like Steve Buscemi is ordering Willem Dafoe off a wish. Yeah, pretty much. But you're going to be intrigued every time they're on the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're phenomenal. They're like, phenomenal. They have to be good at their they're, craft. And they are. They, they really are. fucking are. Yeah. So to see that and him go Hulk style and beat the shit out of Peter Parker, um, I thought that whole part was excellent until the moment of Aunt May's death, which fucking killed me. I knew someone was going to die in this movie. I figured it would be Happy. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. You, know, you know, I figured Happy would be the one. Um, figuring out later why it was Aunt May, it makes 100% sense. Uh, but I wasn't ready for it. No, and especially even uh, when she utters the ever-famous line that all of his relatives seem to utter on their day of death, mm-hmm. is with great power must come great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch that immediately. Nope. I mean, she it. said it, and I was like, oh, they said it. a line. They yeah. said it. Yeah. But I never put it together that, oh, Uncle Ben died while saying Nope, that. not until she collapsed. Yeah. When she said she was all good, and I was like, yeah, you got blown up in a building. You're a little winded. You're right. a little woozy, but, like, you're going to get out of here. You got to knock on that. And then you collapsed yeah. to the ground. Yeah, it was terrible. And, um... I wasn't ready for it, but again, to now have that moment where uh, I it's, love that Ned was able to be a wizard, basically. Was this, that, that started CryFest 2021. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were tearing up. From, that, mean, from yeah. that moment is where it all started. Yeah. Because after that fact, yeah. probably the greatest part of oh, the whole yeah. fucking movie. I mean, to watch Ned be like, find Peter Parker and do his thing. And first off. Why is Ned? What the fuck, Ned? Right. You're a, you're a sorcerer now? You just, you got it in you? Mm-hmm. Because your aunt always thought she believed you were right. a magician. <laughs> and now you got now you got this ring on that now we you have to steal. And uh, you're yeah. just opening fucking gateways? He's got it, man. Show me Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, okay, I could see... That happening yeah. down that alleyway in the rain, like kind of sad. Mm. Wasn't until I saw those giant, giant eyes on that mask where I fucking. My, oh, yeah, you know, you punched the in, shit out of my me. My insides imploded yeah. completely. Yeah. You punched the shit out of me, and I was like, yeah, man, I fucking see. I'm here. I got it. <laughs> but it was awesome. I It was cool to immediately get um, what felt like we haven't been in that theater for almost two hours. Yeah, is that crazy? To get Andrew Gar, I was like, this is early. And I was like, oh no, we've been here for like an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And to get Andrew Garfield, uh, again, interaction's hilarious. Then to do it again, and I was like, obviously we know who's next. And to get straight Tobey Maguire not in suit, just in his dad outfit. Of seeing Tobey Maguire. His youth pastor outfit. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and... To finally have a moment where you get to have two of your Spider-Mans in a room and then have the next moment of having all three of them Um, and having that hard discussion of Uncle Ben and like where their lives are now. Oh, when they actually found Tom Holland's Parker Mm -hmm. and he was kind of like, obviously like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And they were all on top of that tower. Mm. Part two of the cry (laughs) of 2021. Because uh, they all had to explain, because he, you know, right off, as every great hero is, you know, you don't know what I've been through. Mm. You don't know where I'm coming from. How many of these heroes have we ever had that they've gotten to meet their multiverse self? Right. And to find out, no, man, same shit, different pot. Yeah. Because he, obviously, not even May or Ned or anybody would understand what the hell Peter's going through. Mm. What he is going through at that moment. Right. Except for two other people. Yep. And we got him. Yeah. In suit. And they were telling their sob stories. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I, I think Garfield explaining the Gwen thing yeah. was where I think I heard some sniffling out of the both of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, again, I thought it was, you know, not dragging too much time because we have a couple <laughs> things to talk about today, but... 
I enjoyed hearing that Garfield stopped holding his punches. I'm, I was excited to hear that Toby, you know, and MJ made it work. And, but he's still working on himself. And, you know, them to have these moments together of, uh, we understand, but we have to keep moving forward. Like, we are our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, so I loved how that led right into them working together on antidotes and how to fix everybody. Also trying to still figure out who they are, oh, which yeah. was, again, hilarity ensuing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Talking about the web shooters, talking about the the, the, the inside jokes of uh, Tobey Maguire's back injury during mm-hmm. one of his previous movies, of like Seabiscuit or Secretariat yeah. it was, and that he almost had to fall out of one of the other movies. So, <laughs> right. Hence the back injury thing. Yeah. Uh, we got the Spider-Man meme of pointing yep. in the lab when Ned's like, hey, Peter, and they all just, they all point at each other. And yep. like, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, they really gave us some good, good, funny oh, stuff yeah. I love in it. the middle of, I'm sorry, those three swinging through that sky mm. and Holland shoots out a web to slingshot them back into yep. stride with him so that they can all get to that building and land yep. so fucking dope on top of it together. I mean, visually. <laughs> it was stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Um, so I, I love the whole fight scene of them getting everyone back to, you know, regular people and fixing it. I mean, literally fixing it. Fixing it. And, and getting it so they don't have to die in their universe. Uh, which, again, Tom Holland was Tom Holland's Peter Parker was always about. He didn't want people to die. Um so to watch all that, I mean, the fight scenes were phenomenal. I loved that everybody got their moment of antidote and, like, fight area. Uh, and then, of course, you have to save the best for last, which is Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Um, well, I like, too, that everybody kind <clears> of... <throat> everybody also got to face their own past. <clears throat> the other two got to face their own past and come face-to-face with it and then conquer it. Air being... Um, Andrew Garfield saving MJ from falling. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to use the web. I'm going to go after her. Right. And he does that perfectly. And we see the emotion on his face. Mm. He, he, he made up for what he did wrong. Yeah. And he can at least have some closure on that. Yeah. And then Toby coming in to save Holland from straight up murdering yeah. Green Goblin with the glider yeah. because of just pure hatred and revenge. And he got to stop him because yep. he already knows how bad that is to fucking kill. He's killed his best friend. And he's killed two of his mentors. Right. And he's had to watch other people die that he's loved. Right. So he already knows that pain ain't fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to do anybody any good. So they, I'm so glad that they got to culminate their stories yeah. and, and go back to their world feeling pro- just a little better. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just a little better because Garfield's still going through some shit. Uh, Toby's is still going through some shit, but mm. at least there's a piece of them that can rest easy now. Mm. And I thought that was very, very well done. Yeah. Not rushed, not like, oh, really? We're just going to throw that in and right. make it all better? Like, it worked, 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 and worked. I fully agree. All perfect callbacks, all culminated beautifully. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And, I mean, I love the end, too, with, uh, again, showing the rips in time, basically. And getting a little glimpse of it looked like Rhino was coming through. Craven was Craven the first. Looked like we one. Had Scorpion. Yeah, so it was cool to see these different characters and uh, silhouettes, I should say, mm-hmm. of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peter finally make or Tom Holland's Peter making the ultimate sacrifice, which is everybody is going to forget who I am. Um, and I think that was again Cryfest. That was Cry, <laughs> that was Cryfest Part Three of Twenty Twenty One was. Him and MJ saying yeah. goodbye was probably like, uh, hang on, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever, ever had to watch oh, yeah, great. in a Marvel movie. I know everybody, whatever shit their pants when fucking Tony died, <laughs> whatever. I know, you hate the guy, I know. <laughs> whatever. I was way more distraught when Peter dusted. <laughs> Very uh, true. Way more distraught. Yeah. So to see this goodbye again, I'm like, I just, it just got better. Yeah. I just got better about this like two years ago. Yeah. And now we got to do this. Yep. I, I, it was, I didn't want it. It was extremely difficult, um, but I enjoyed their back and forth of her saying, I love you, and her him saying, or her saying to him, you don't get to say it right now. Say it when you see me again to remind me. I figured it out before I can figure it out again. Right. 
So I enjoyed that interaction. Again, then seeing the aftermath of that, of him trying to visit her or visit her and just not having it at that moment. Which is bring really when they like put it forward of like, hey, let's say Peter Parker's name six times in this right. scene. We get it. <laughs> Ned doesn't look up. Yeah. Ned doesn't even talk. Ned yeah. doesn't acknowledge. Right. But there's a there's something behind MJ. Yeah. You can see it. Once they start flirting and stuff, like, yeah, okay, she thinks he's cute and maybe he now has a crush. Yeah. But there's familiarity there, and she doesn't know what it is or why, but it's there. And yeah. she's still wearing the black Dahlia yep. necklace. The broken necklace. So there's something there that she knows. She just doesn't know what it is. Right. Exactly. So I enjoy that little, little piece to it. Um, and that ending the movie, again, just I thought it was phenomenal. And moving into our first post-credit, which we won't spend too much time on. We're going to have to have a whole other fucking episode about this. <laughs> but to see Eddie Brock in Mexico. Hasn't moved. Hasn't moved. Has just been questioning a bartender about end- Infinity War and Endgame, basically. Yes, everybody we know. The no. Avengers, Thanos, no. fucking everything. Is His mind is fucking blown that there was a purple man who snapped his fingers and everything. And he likes the stones. Right, and he likes stones. nobody likes the stones. No one's like the stones. And having this whole moment, and literally just to flicker back to his own time, his own Sony-verse, but to get one little... (laughs) It's true facts, man. It's true fucking facts. It just hurts to hear. He's back in his (laughs) Sony-verse, Lord. We'll see him just by himself in movies. Uh, <laughs> get him with Toxin coming up in the third one. Uh, but to see one bit of the symbiote left in Mexico, in our MCU. Where's that going to go? I don't fucking know. We'll have a whole fucking a whole other, other discussion. It's a whole other discussion. Uh, but it was cool that we get that tease, basically. Uh, the one we want to get to, uh, which we'll just have enough time for, is that we got a second post credit scene that wasn't a post credit scene? It was a full fucking trailer, man. <laughs> uh, I believe this is the first fucking time that this has happened to us. Oh, if I'm not sh- mistaken, for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I've never, never had this happen. Should before. we just call out the idiots that again was apparently their first Marvel movie where they just immediately? Oh yeah, the idiots who just leave. Oh, that was a great movie. Where are you going? Oh, we're done. You're not. You gotta stay till the lights come on, man. Eleven years. They have not done us wrong yet. Right. And this is not me even assuming that because we saw it a week later that these people are now seeing it for the second or third time and maybe they already know. I'm looking at it as no. No, no, no. Even if I was seeing it for the second time, I would the third time I'd stay to watch all of it. Are you kidding? Point being, I paid my fifteen dollars. We paid five dollars. I'm bored. Uh, but, uh, Do you want to go right. see Spider-Man? Yeah, I guess. Stay out of my movie theater. Okay. And if you do come in there, know your place. Yeah, your place is when you see a black screen and the lights really come on. Yeah, I don't move until I see the the guy come in with a broom. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's my time to leave. That I know. That I know. Okay. I just gotta go sneak into the next theater. <laughs> I miss those days. But, I mean, we got a trailer to Multiverse of Madness. I mean, okay, so we, like, our first thought, I believe, was the same, where we heard voices and we heard Doctor Strange, and it's okay, we're wrapping it up to get to that moment where they're just going to spike a picture on us. Yeah. And give us, like, 15 seconds of something that's super important and leave us alone. Like, where is he now? What's going on? No. We fucking thought. (laughs) (laughs) We had a two-minute fucking trailer, so... Let's break into this right now, man. Please. So I enjoy the beginning of this because obviously we're getting uh, Modor, I think his name is again. He was from the first Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically him now living up to what he said in the post credit of Doctor Strange, which was too many sorcerers. Uh, so obviously being upset and probably going to be one antagonist of this movie. Uh, the cool thing is if you watched What If, uh, the way this looks 
like the buildings falling apart and kind of inky was part of what if in an episode with Doctor Strange. Um, so if they're going to explore that. I know there was a that, couple things in this movie alone, Spider-Man movie, and then this trailer. Yeah. That definitely are like almost ripped right from what if. Right. So you're like, if these are going to even collide a little bit, that's fucking rad. Um, because then it's even like, even this animated thing plays a factor into RMCU, right? Uh, so I thought that was cool. Cause as soon as I saw this, I was like, holy shit, that looks like the what if episode that I watched, you know? I also love the watch that was so important to Dr. Strange in the first movie. And that has been important to him for mm. so long. And that's the first shot we get is his face reflecting in a now broken crystal of this watch. Basically insinuating the destruction of the time-space continuum as yep. we know it and the breaking of kind of reality. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very, very awesome film, uh, uh, filming yeah. Yeah, to, to, to put us there. Yeah, agreed. It was the only way. And again, I mean, we just get quick shots of Christine from the first Doctor Strange, who is who's obviously marrying somebody else. Somebody completely. else, somebody else completely. Um, you had a small shot of Wanda and her, you know, ca- casting chaos magic. Um, that um, where he says, "I never meant for any of this to happen." That is directly from a, the What If episode. When it's that Doctor Strange talking about what he was doing um, and realizing that he was wrong and saying, I never meant for any of this to happen. Um, So, again, crazy little things back and forth between that episode and this trailer. Well, Um, I don't think they counted on what if being even in the least bit canon because it was just it's called what if for a reason. Right. And with the Spider-Man movie and now Doctor Strange 2 coming out, the more we get to see about it. What if is actually becoming more important, as I just said, more important than what I think they even initially thought. I'm I'm going to slightly disagree because I feel like after watching the whole uh, first season, I feel like they did meticulously make sure that like they can pull pieces of this. Uh, because I think it was a good introduction to easily show what the multiverse was. Um, you can do it in animations because you can do whatever you want at that point. You can create whatever you want. You're not stuck with uh, how are we going to make people look like they're doing this. Um, I thought it gave a really good background of how the multiverse works um, and how that these little worlds exist in all these different timelines. Uh, and it will make it very easy for RMCU to pick from that. Um, so again, after watching it, and then kind of watching other episodes again, uh, I think they knew exactly what they were doing on that side. So, um, and if they do, if they do pull from it, that's fucking awesome. If they don't, then um, maybe, maybe that's right. They had no idea. Well, I've also said it too before a couple casts ago that Marvel, anybody at Marvel are the biggest trolls in the world. Mm. They know exactly how to fuck with us, how to play with us, how to get us talking, how to water down a trailer, how to superimpose a trailer. And we never get at all what we see initially. Right. Or if we're like, no, 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 I've seen the leaks. And they're like, no, no, you haven't. Right. And then we're wrong. Oh, every time. (laughs) Every fucking time. They know exactly what the fuck they're doing. So, you know, like Feige didn't talk to the guys working on what if and vice versa. Like there wasn't a big fucking meeting, Mm. you know, like they, you're right. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing the long game. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Wanda. I knew sooner later you'd show up. I made mistakes, and people were hurt. I'm not here to talk about Westview. Then what are you here for? I need your help. Use what? What do you know about the multiverse?
every possible reality. Right. Every then, reality in every existence that's ever a possibility is the, what that door opens up to. Yeah. Which, again, I think that scene a little watered down and what we get to see oh, here, sure. it's going to fucking blow our yeah. minds. And like I said, we got a quick view of uh, Motor um, and his new look with big uh, cornrows, dreads, whatever you want to call them. Uh, he looks badass, so I'm, I'm ready for that. Uh, but also, I'm just intrigued to see um, the teamwork and then probably... A little bit of a turn. The turn of Wanda and, and Strange. Because this is supposed to... I hate using this word. Uh, it's supposed to kind of culminate... <laughs> Scarlet Witch's story right. in this one. Yeah. Right? Am I not mis- am I mistaken? I think it's going to... At least push towards the end of what she's got going on. I think the biggest thing is uh, it's going to bring in House of M, basically. Her basically saying, let there be mutants, you know, uh, because she's also still trying to find her children. Where I think she's like, I want to help Strange, but this is also a way for me to find, find my kids. kids. Um so I think she's going to find them and then make it a reality where literally that the Fox we knew, like Fox and or the Fox uh, X-Men everything is now just brought in. Like it's fucking here. Like uh, Magneto, Patrick Stewart, uh, everybody uh, is now part of, you know, MCU canon. Um, I think that's an easy way to do it. I hate reading leaks and I hate reading spoilers. I did read about two names that were possibly signed on for the sequel. And uh, for me, it's more than enough to be excited about. I think I mentioned it on a CNC a couple months ago, but we'll just wait to mention it again when we get closer to this project. Mm. Because I just, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but it seems pretty fucking plausible at this point. So I'm just going to hold the brakes. I'm just going to hold it. Yeah. But it, it, I think you're right 100% that this is the movie that brings them in. Yeah, 100%. I hope you understand. The greatest threat to our universe is you. Yeah, so I mean, May 2022, it's coming up. Uh, I'm just, to have Wanda and Strange, it's going to be incredible. To do the multiverse, obviously, fantastic. Um, That's a big book to open. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's to possibly open into mutants is even bigger. Um, But again, another thing that's kind of pulled from that what what if episode is that uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> counterpart that looks evil. Which, again, is kind of a straight pull from the What If episode. Uh, so, again, I, they can use it. Uh, it was a good stepping stone, maybe. But I don't have any theory for this movie besides that we're probably leading in the house of them. Because that's the only thing. I've been wrong on everything else. And this movie can be too crazy to even try to come up with maybe what's going on. Right, I think this movie is... um, I don't like... Okay. I do like when movies do this, but because it's Marvel, I especially like it because they've always done it right. If this movie is going to be not strictly used, but heavily used Mm. to bring in a whole group of people or just bring in more people Mm -hmm. for future projects... This is your one stepping stone to do it. This yeah. is the movie to do it. Right. Duh. It's the multiverse madness. Right. It's the only opportunity you have. You have to grab it by the horns now. Otherwise to make to make it make the most sense. Right. I'm sure they could sneak in a post credit scene any fucking where else. Sure. But you have one opportunity. And that is this movie. Yeah. Fantastic four and stuff. There's I'm sure there's a seamless fucking plan. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to bring in 
mutants, right? Specifically, this is the one to do it. I mean, you kind of have to, especially uh, as we it correlates with Wanda going through multiverses and traveling because you have America Sanchez, uh, who's I think mm-hmm. that's her name, right? Yep. Uh, and she's the ultimate multiverse traveler. Mm. She travels it like nobody's business. Yep. Who's to not to say that we're not going to spit in and out of some of these things, trying to right. either escape or fight or whatever. My big theory was to just pop in here and there and be like, oh, yeah. oh my God, there they are. And then we're out of there. Right. That's one way to do it. But since we have Scarlet Witch and her story is so, so big, fuck the whole multiverse jumping and getting like a nod to them because we see them on screen right something big could really be happening here. oh definitely and especially because of because of loki first off which was almost last spring now yeah loki and then uh no way home being done this movie has been undergoing massive massive reshoots Mm. because of those two entities right so they've already had a project a film in place going through post and then Loki comes out and no way home comes out and they're like, um, we got ideas. Hang on. We need to redo a bunch of shit. And I think it was also just because COVID fucked everything up. That's a big factor. But from what I've detailed read, because no, like there was a few articles I read about the uh, reshoots and there was really no, nothing there. And I finally read one that said, no, specifically, yes, COVID was a big problem, but when Loki hit and right. definitely did the variant thing in the multiverse, and now we got No Way Home, which also super touched on it. Mm. They looked at what they had for Doctor Strange and said, we can add, we can do better. Oh, yeah. So because it's it. not just one team working on all of these Correct. things. It's multiple Correct. teams. And, and it's not so that's just... where I go. It's the time thing fucked it up to where these other shows came out beforehand. Correct. So now you kind of got to, you have to you have play to. around with that. But the thing is, when I read reshoots, that's one thing. When I read massive mm. reshoots, that's a whole nother deal. Right. Let's, are we scrapping things that we already had and not even including them to make up for, with other stuff? Yeah. Uh, we'll get there after, in May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll much. get there in May. But I'm, yeah. I, I think I've said it before, other than No Way Home, like this is the next movie I am Oh, yeah. Extremely thrilled for it. Skin crawling, waiting for it. Yeah. 100% agreed, man. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about this. We got to wrap it up here. Uh, but, brother, uh, we will be meeting probably next week and talking about Boba. Motherfucker. Uh, so, we will be hitting those two episodes that recently came out. My new favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that show, the first episode, already blew our minds. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that show and keep watching it. So. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, man, we'll talk to you next week. I love you, brother. Love you.